Proverbs chapter 30, continuing on from where we left off last. Verses 29 to 31, it reads, There are three things which are majestic in pace, yes, four which are stately in walk. A lion, which is mighty among beasts and does not turn away from any. A greyhound, a male goat also, and a king whose troops are with him. Majestic in pace, stately in walk. Four are mentioned here. A lion, a greyhound, perhaps an extinct animal, exact meaning, maybe unknown. That's the name that we have in the word. The margin reads a horse. In some translations, a male goat, a king whose troops are with him. And those are the four that the Scripture, the Bible, the Word of God, the Lord, puts forth and states that they're majestic in pace and stately in walk. The Bible speaks to us with these four examples, four things which are majestic and stately. And verse 29 begins, there are three things which are majestic in pace, yes, four which are stately in walk. And the voice translation reads, there are three creatures with majesty in their stride. No, make it four that move with grace. Four that are impressive in their bearing. Four that are impressive in their walk, in their procession. They walk with dignity. They march with dignity. In their motion, there's grace. In their moving, there's grace. The word is saying here that these four move with grace. We can learn from these. The example that the Word of God lays out for us. The King James Version reads, There be three things which go well, yea, four are comely and going. A lion which is strongest among beasts, and turneth not away for any. A greyhound, and he goat also, and a king against whom there is no rising up. I believe already you can hear the call of the Spirit with regards to these. Comely in going, the word comely here means to be good or be pleasing, be joyful, be beneficial, be pleasant, be favorable, be happy, be right. In our going, in our procession, in our walk, in our manner of life. That's what the Word is calling us to, exhorting us here. In Proverbs 30, the word going is to go, to walk, to come, to depart, proceed, move, live. It speaks of the manner of life, that our manner of life would move with grace, that our manner of life would move forward with grace. It would move forward with dignity. It would move forward the way the Lord has called it to move forward, that it would bring honor to His name, bring credit to our God. The Lord cares a great deal concerning the manner and mode of our existence. How many know that to be true? The Lord cares about how we live. The Lord cares about how we talk and how we walk and how we think. He cares about how we work. He cares about what we care about. That we care about the right things, that our priority list is true. 
that represents the kind of priority list he designed and desires for his children. The Lord is concerned with our walk, our march, our procession in the earth, and the fashion of it. That we not only walk, but we walk properly in the proper fashion. That we not only proceed or move forward in life, our manner of living, for we do, but that we proceed and move forward in life, our manner of living, according to his fashion and his design. The truth is tonight, we can walk in an unpleasing fashion. In our Christian life, we can walk in an unpleasing fashion. We can proceed in an unpleasing fashion. We can live in an unpleasing fashion, not majestic and not stately. Colossians 1.10, it reads that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. That's the way He's called us to live. That's the way He's called us to move forward, that we're increasing in the knowledge of God and that we're walking, not just walking, but walking in a way that pleases Him. And I love that it says fully pleases Him. Fully pleasing the Lord. New century version, so that you will live the kind of life that honors and pleases the Lord in every way. In every way. All the parts of our life, if we can compartmentalize them, every piece of our life, honoring the Lord and pleasing Him. The voice reads, may their lives be a credit to you, Lord, and what's more, may they continue to delight you. I don't know about you tonight, but I want my life to be a credit to the Lord. The way that I move forward, the way that I proceed, my manner of living. I trust that's your heart tonight. And so the word exhorts us, a life that delights the Lord. It's speaking of the manner of our existence. And if we look tonight at the manner of our existence, for each of us have our own. What does it look like? Is it majestic and stately? Or something less. The J.B. Phillips New Testament reads, We also pray that your outward lives, which men see, may bring credit to your master's name. That you may bring joy to his heart by bearing genuine Christian fruit. And that your knowledge of God may grow yet deeper. Deeper yet, deeper still. That our outward lives would bring credit to his name the way we're living, the way we're acting, the way we're talking, the way we're walking, the way we're working in all things, the way we're leading in all things. You see, the world, the enemy aims to get us wrapped up in a way of life that delights us and sets God aside. That's the aim of the world, that we get wrapped up in some way, some fashion of life, some moving forward, that delights us and sets God aside. And the word says, delight yourself in the Lord. That's the call and the commission for the Christian. And that we would live a life that brings delight to him first and foremost, for we know if we take care of that, we're going to be blessed. We're going to live the kind of life and see the fruit that not only blesses him, but blesses us. 
The world, the enemy aims to get us wrapped up in a way of life that delights the flesh and the carnal nature of unregenerate humanity. How many know that's true? Always pulling at that. Delight yourself in the flesh. Say what you want. Act how you want. Watch what you want. Listen to what you want. Say what you want. Go where you want. Delight yourself. Give yourself over to these things. Delight your flesh. Carnal side of unregenerate humanity, the world, the enemy aims to get us wrapped up in a way of life that lacks divine majesty and stateliness. The enemy seeks to have Christians get wrapped up in a way of Christianity, a way of, I guess you could call it relationship with the Lord that lacks divine majesty and stateliness. It's something less. We're walking, we're moving forward, but it's not in the fashion that he desires. Number one tonight, our first example the word gives us is a lion, the king of the beasts, the strongest of the beasts. This strength gives the lion preeminence, authority, and dominance among the beasts of the earth. Among men, however, it's not so, for we know that our source of strength and power is in the Lord God Almighty. It's not in our own strength or our own power that we walk majestically, that we walk in stateliness, that we move forward in grace, but it's His strength and His power alive in us, quickening us. We are strong among men because of the Lord, the great Lion of Judah, and because we have wisdom, it's His wisdom, this is our honor. We know well that we are called to walk like our Lord. We've heard many times, live like Jesus, walk like Jesus, do like Jesus, speak like Jesus. Be concerned with the things he was concerned with. The great Lion of Judah, walk in the manner of his procession, lions of his tribe, of his pride. I've watched a lion on the Serengeti in Africa. Anyone else had that opportunity? You watched it on Discovery? Have you ever done that or on the Nature Channel? Okay, there go the hands, yeah, all right. Had the opportunity to see that. A lion doesn't turn away. A lion doesn't change its pace for any pursuer. Concerning the beasts of the earth, the lion knows he is way too much for any chaser, any tracker, any accuser, any hunter. His majesty and stateliness is not interrupted, and I ask tonight, is our majesty and our stateliness interruptible? Is it interrupted because of some accuser, some chaser, some pursuer, some attacker, some hunter? How about the enemy of our souls? He's trying to chase us down. He's accusing us. He's coming after us. Is our majesty and our stateliness, is it affectable? Is it takeable? Is it breakable? Is it tweakable? And it looks different in some seasons and other times when no one's around. And it's smooth sailing, full of majesty, stateliness. But as soon as we feel a little pressure, it changes. How's our pace? Are we 
turning away. We need to know tonight that with the Lord, the lion spirit in us, we can walk majestic and stately, not turning away, not changing our pace for any pursuer. Psalm 27, 1 in the King James Version, it reads, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? That our pace doesn't change. And the fashion of it doesn't change. Proverbs 28, 1, The wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are bold as a lion. Voice reads, the wicked run away even when no one is chasing them. The right living, however, stand their ground as boldly as lions. In the Amplified Bible reads, the wicked flee when no man pursues them, but the uncompromisingly righteous are bold as a lion. And here it is tonight. If we're going to be majestic in pace and stately in walk, bringing delight to the Lord and credit to His name, joy to His heart, we have to be uncompromisingly righteous. That's the fashion in which we need to move forward. That's how we move forward in grace. That's how we bring honor to his name and credit to his name. We bring our lives in line with the manner of his procession, how he would have us walk. You know, how much compromise is really compromise? How much compromise is too much compromise? Sometimes we try and rewrite the definition of compromise. (laughs) Any degree of compromise is exactly that. And so by the grace of God, we move forward. And we try to hold to this standard of being uncompromisingly righteous. This is majestic pace and stately walk. That's how the lion moves forward. You see, on our own, it's impossible, but with God, it's possible. Righteousness gives us confidence. Do you believe that? Righteousness gives us boldness. Maybe you're lacking confidence in your life because your righteousness is compromised. And so when the attackers come or the pursuers or the chasers, you're just not so sure. And so your majesty and your stateliness, the majestic manner, fashion of your moving forward is affected because you're not righteous and you know you're falling in that area. It gives us confidence. It gives us boldness. We know that the Lord backs the righteous. We have to trust his word. Is our walk, our procession, our life, is it majestic and stately or is it less than that? And again, on our own, it's impossible, but with God, it's more than possible. He comes to help us live the life he desires for us. Number two tonight, a greyhound. Proverbs 30, verses 29 to 31, the Amplified reads, There are three things which are stately in step. Yes, four which are stately in their stride, the lion which is mightiest among beasts and turns not back for any, turns not back before any, the war horse, well knit in the loins, the male goat also, and the king when his army is with him and against whom there is no uprising. 
Matthew Henry's commentary reads, a greyhound that is girt in the loins and fit for running. Or as the margin reads, it a horse which ought not to be admitted among the creatures that are comely and going for. So he is, especially when he is dressed up in his harness or trappings. A greyhound that is girt in the loins and fit for running. What's the word trying to teach us here? What's it saying here? It's calling us to be those that are ready for running, that we're prepared. It speaks of quickness and dispatch, that when the Lord calls us to go, we're ready to go. And when the Lord sends us, we're off just like that. Quickness of dispatch. Speaks of the war horse dressed up in his harness or trappings, a war horse well-knit in the loins. These are majestic and stately. You see, the Spirit is asking us tonight if we're ready for running. Are we prepared? Are we focused? Are we ready for dispatch or are we not? These are majestic and stately. Because they're prepared. And when they're sent out, they're ready. And their running is exactly that. Their manner is exactly that. Their fashion and their procession is majestic. And it's stately. Are we there tonight? It's what the Word is calling us to. And tonight, are we poised as the horse? Are we diligent? Are we dignified in our stride? Are we dressed in the harness and trappings of the Lord, His mark of ownership upon us, the decorative style of His kingship on our lives, our person. A war horse, you knew whose it was. It should be no different with us. His mark should be upon our lives. That we're moving forward in grace. We're moving forward in the manner of His procession with His mark on our lives. Number three tonight, a male goat. Proverbs 30, 31, and he goat also. Well, what's the picture here? It's the picture of a male goat or a he goat as he goes out and leads the flock. What the word is calling us to here is that we would be an example, one that leads others in the right way, one that leads others out in the right way. We're all called to be leaders here. We all have people that lead us. Now, we have people that we follow, but we all have people and will have people in our lives, different seasons of life that are following us and looking to us. Let us remind ourselves of the cry in the New Testament, 1 Corinthians 11, 1. It says, Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. The voice reads, So imitate me, watch my ways, Follow my example, just as I too always seek to imitate the anointed one. Are we always seeking to imitate Jesus Christ? Think about it tonight. Or are we sometimes seeking to imitate him? And sometimes not. J.B. Phillips' New Testament, it says, Copy me, my brothers, as I copy Christ myself. You know, it's good for us to examine ourselves and to judge ourselves, the word calls us to. To see if our lives are lining up. To see if we are moving forward in this manner, in this procession. Tonight, in, in your going out or in my going out, my procession, my living, my walk, my run, if others were to follow me, imitate me, watch my ways, and follow my example, 
copy me, would they be following Christ? Would they be living according to His Word? Not His Word that's tweaked or interpreted by man to mean something that it's not. If people were to follow my manner and mode of church attendance, my manner and mode of prayer, my manner and mode of worship, my manner and mode of finances, my manner and mode of work ethic out in the workforce, if they were to follow all these things, are they following Jesus Christ? It's a good question to ask ourselves. Are they copying Christ? What a bold statement. Imitate me, follow me, watch me, do exactly as I do. And you'll be following Christ. Wow. That's quite the call. Maybe we all need to bring it up a level or two. Follow me. Sometimes we're telling people, do as I say, not as I do. People can see right through that. Or heaven forbid that we're those that are leading people to miss. We know what the word says about that. If you leave even if you lead even one of these little ones in the wrong way, <laughs> cause them to stumble, it would be better that a millstone was hung around your neck and you were cast into the sea. And so the Lord takes it very seriously. He looks at the way we're leading and he considers it. Jeremiah 50, verse 8, it says, Remove out of the midst of Babylon and go forth out of the land of the Chaldeans and be as the he-goats before the flocks. The voice, get out of Babylon while you can. Leave behind this land of the Chaldeans. Be like the goats at the head of the flock. Lead the way home. And he amplified. Flee out of the midst of Babylon and go forth out of the land of the Chaldeans and be as the he-goats who serve as examples and as leaders in the flight before the flocks. I ask tonight, how's our care for others? Because our leading, the way we lead them, is the answer. Sometimes parents say they care for their kids and want the best for their kids, even concerning Christian ways, and then you look at their leading, and it's proving that they perhaps don't care like they think they care. Or say they care. The way we lead others, it shows if we care for them and how we care for them. The example, how's our care for others? Let it be and may it be majestic and stately. Number four tonight, a king whose troops are with him. Proverbs 30, verse 1, a king against whom there is no rising up. The New King James Version, a king whose troops are with him. And there's two applications here tonight. A king whose troops are with him. That's, that's our Lord, I believe. Looked on with reverence and honor by his troops. Majestic and stately in our walk with our king. That there's no rising up against him. Is there any rising up against the king? Any rising up against our Lord, our authority. 
the one that's to govern us and lead us and rule over us? Is there any rising up against him? Is there anything so majestic and stately as a king whose troops are with him, our God, our King Jesus? You see, we can be together. But if we aren't with our king, it's, it's human and carnal, no matter how noble we may believe it to be. A king whose troops are with him, Romans 9, verse 20, it says, Nay, but, O man, who art thou that repliest against God? Shall the thing formed say to him that formed it, Why hast thou made me thus? We're just going to let that speak tonight. Isaiah 45, verse 9, Woe unto him that striveth with his maker. Let the potsherds strive with the potsherds of the earth. Shall the clay say to him that fashioneth it, What makest thou? For thy work he hath no hands. Are we with the king? Is there any rising up in us, a king whose troops are with him? And then the other application here tonight is the small k king. You see, the Bible calls us kings, kings under the king of kings. And this can apply to leaders tonight whose troops are with them. There's reverence and honor. There's no rising up against them. You think of churches, a lot of churches, <laughs> Wow, the troops rise up against the king, against the leader. That ain't right. A lot of homes where the troops, man, they rise up against the father, against the authority. You think in our land, we rise up against the one that the Lord puts in power. We got to believe that he's controlling the government. Even there, Christians, fools. And other people, instead of just praying and supporting and believing in a nation, they begin to rip it and tear it down and watch every sick, sick, sick show that rips these people down and tears them down. And they laugh at these things and think it's funny. But God's not laughing. Sometimes we're laughing and joking when we should be praying and weeping and believing in the Lord. I don't want to get into the realm of politics tonight. Let's pray for our leaders. Even a little child knows. My little son, watching the television, and you know those things like Saturday Night Live and all that stuff that no Christian should be watching. Side note. And they put on these skits, and they got these funny little things, and they mock people like Donald Trump and our own leader, etc. And this little little kid, he sees that and he says, that's not right. That's just not right. They shouldn't be doing that. Let a little child lead us. Let's wake up. That's not majestic. That's not stately. Can we add our boss under here tonight? A boss whose employees are with them? Well, the boss leaves and we're cutting corners and rising up against him and 
this isn't right and this isn't right and this isn't fair and this work environment and look at these rules and regulations and how dare he call me on one thing and I was five minutes late and he's on my back. Yeah, you're late. He's paying you. <laughs> if you don't like it, go somewhere else. Can we add our boss under there tonight? See, in front of our boss, are we majestic and stately? Are we moving forward with the procession of our king, how Jesus would act in that work environment, or are we falling short? A king whose troops are with him. It's amazing how some people, you know, they're out of work and they ask everybody, on the face of the planet and on their Facebook and everything else to pray that they get a job. And then they get a job and it's an answer. And then all they do is complain about the job and about the boss and about the pay and about the injustice. And I go back to being unemployed then. It's that terrible. Rise up against the Lord. It's like we're saying, what are you doing? What are you making? You gave me this job. It was all roses at the start because you had a paycheck. But now you're not liking some of the other things that come along with the paycheck, like the duty and the responsibility. And i got to be on time. Personally, I don't believe Christians should ever be late. That's just me. You know, this can apply to us here tonight. And here I challenge us to lead in a manner that demands respect, reverence, and honor. To lead in a way that is majestic, full of the majesty of God, and it's stately. To lead in a way that lifts our troops, our friends, our co-workers, our brothers, our sisters in Christ, our families, that it, it leads them on, that it lifts them from where they are, that it takes them further, that it causes them to fall right in line. It causes them to step into the procession of the king. You follow me tonight? That we're leading them in that way. We're encouraging them in that way, that manner. The Bible calls us to encourage one another. That doesn't mean go up and say, your walk is terrible. But encourage them. Come on, let's bring it up. Let's, let's honor the Lord. Man, when's the last time I heard that in a conversation? You don't hear that very often anymore. Even amongst people, brothers and sisters in the Lord, it's like we got all these other things to talk about at church except God. Crazy. Let's encourage one another in our walk with the Lord. From glory to glory, from strength to strength. Matthew Henry's commentary, from a king to have our children in subjection with all gravity, and from them all to go well, and to order the steps of our conversation so as that we may not only be safe, but comely in our going. I wonder when it comes to our conversations, are they majestic? Are they stately? Or are there some that fall short of that? The call is that they all would have the fashion of the king in them. And conversations that don't please the Lord, we'd shut down and we'd walk away from. We wouldn't give ourselves to. And heaven forbid we start them or be a part of them.
If we do start them, let's be quick to shut it down and repent. Let's make sure that our conversation isn't just safe, but that it's majestic and it's stately, that it's honoring to the Lord. How would Jesus speak? What kind of conversations would Jesus have? I think sometimes we give, you know, him conversations that he doesn't want anything to do with or any credit. Like, I would never have a conversation like that. We're saying, sure, he would. How would he talk? What would he say? How would he counsel people? How would he lead people? And that's really the call. I want to encourage us tonight to be majestic and stately in our procession. Let's have the worship team return. Proverbs 30, verses 29 to 31. There are three things which are majestic in pace. Yes, four which are stately in walk. A lion which is mighty among beasts and does not turn away from any. A greyhound, a male goat also, and a king whose troops are with him. Are we turning away? Are we changing? Are we fearful of pursuers? Let's examine it tonight. Let's rise with the majestic pace and stately walk of the lion. Bold as a lion, that's, that's the life the Lord has designed for us. Not that we'd be changing our pace or skittish all the time or worried all the time, but we would be uncompromisingly righteous and we would have confidence, assurance in the Lord. Are we like the greyhound fit for running, ready for running, girt in the loins? Have we learned quickness and dispatch that when the Lord sees us, we're ready and we move out without delay? Like the war horse dressed in the harness and trappings of his master, is his mark of ownership on our lives? Can other people see his mark of ownership on our lives? You know what I'm talking about tonight. Is our going out, our procession, our living leader leading others amiss, or is it leading them in the path of righteousness? Is it leading them in a way that they're copying Christ, they're imitating Christ? And again, we can all turn it up a notch here. And take this seriously. I think sometimes we, we downplay our level of responsibility, our level of opportunity, our sphere of influence. We downplay our influence and we think it's, it's little. But even if it's one that we're leading, the question tonight is, are we leading them in a way that the Lord would lead them? Or something less. Let's lead like the he-goat. And we read the verses tonight. Let's lead people out of Babylon. The spirit of Babylon. The spirit of the world. It says be in the world but not of the world. Let's lead them out. Let's be those that can lead properly. And I want to ask tonight, are we with our king? And that's where we're going to leave it. We all have to look at our own lives and answer the question tonight, am I really with my king or... Do I know my king by name? Am I rising up when things don't work out like I think they should work out? Am I rising up when I don't like something, when I don't like a law put in? 
some decree? Am I rising up? Let's be troops with our king. Can we receive that tonight? Let's be with the Lord. There's nothing so majestic and stately as the people of God with their king, Jesus Christ. Let's stand tonight. Thank you, Lord. I'm just going to sing out this bridge real quick. and Then we're going to close in prayer and we're going to head out of this place. And I pray... You know, you leave this place on a Monday night or on a Sunday or whenever you're here. I, I pray that you leave this place and that we all leave this place ready to change the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, honestly, that it's not just we come in here and get filled up, but that we can take the truths that the Lord is pouring into us in the Word, but even beyond that, because I know the Holy Spirit's speaking even beyond what was shared tonight. And so whatever the Lord's saying to you, you're walking out of here and you're trying to lead people out of darkness and out of Babylon. As the Lord gives you opportunity and influence, let's be that people. Amen? Amen. Let's just sing this out tonight and bless the Lord and then we're going we're gonna to head out of here. Amen. Thank you, Lord.